0: Welcome back to the Dental Bright Bites podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kidd, now actually Sarah Bydell because I got married in June.
1: Um,
0: But on to today's episode, I'm excited to be interviewing Amy Borden, a local Los Angeles lawyer, and we're talking about if you should incorporate your dental practice. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode, because this is really important information, both for liability purposes and for your taxes. So let's get into it. So today we're going to talk about incorporating, incorporating your dental practice. And Amy has a lot of experience doing this. So it's kind of why I wanted to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for coming on, Amy. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Sarah. Thank you for having me on your show. I look forward to a productive session.
0: Yeah. Okay. So as far as incorporating, this seems to come up a lot with my my clients and their questions. Should they incorporate? Why or why not?
1: Absolutely. Um, Most of the time, it makes sense to incorporate if you're working in a non-employment capacity, meaning you're owning your own dental office, you're about to start your own dental office through a construction, or you're a traveling dentist with non-regular hours for multiple dentists. Gotcha. Is there a situation where they wouldn't want to incorporate for some particular reason? So if you're a dentist right out of Dental school, and you're working for another dentist, uh, you know, regular hours, 40 hour week as a W 2 employee. In that situation, it would not make sense to have a corporation set up um, because you're being paid as a W 2. Gotcha.
0: Now, for the independent practice owners uh, or the people that are traveling and working at multiple practices that should incorporate, what benefits does incorporating create for them?
1: So there's two primary benefits that I typically like to think about when advising my dental clients. The first one is minimizing liability for claims. So an employment claim, for example, or a slip and fall um, would typically be covered by insurance. However, I'm sure some of you have experienced claims or insurance companies denying claims Um, In that situation, uh, a dentist without a corporation could face personal exposure for a claim that occurred at the dental office. However, had that dentist had a corporation in place, then he can avoid personal liability on those uncovered insurance claims. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a primary reason. Um, Now for the traveling dentist, uh, the claim types would be slightly different. Um, A dentist can always be sued for malpractice, so we're not talking about avoiding malpractice claims at all. That would always be an area of exposure, which you cannot get around. Um, But another benefit also to incorporating has to do with the tax savings, and I I typically defer to the CPAs on best approach, you know, in terms of C-Corp versus S-Corp. But typically, the S corp works best for the small dentist, and um, can you know save on self-employment tax, and also take advantage of um, deductions that the the IRS might not allow as just a simple sole proprietor.
0: Awesome. So, if you're obviously if you're starting a practice, you probably want to incorporate from the beginning i would assume is that correct
1: yes yeah, so if you're if you're acquiring are you just are you talking about acquiring a practice or starting like a new construction
0: uh, yeah like a de novo construction i mean any any scenario i'm just kind of curious of also like if a, a practice has been in business for a long time and they're listening to this podcast and they're like oh no we should incorporate we haven't done that um it's fine to do that halfway through, right? There's no restrictions around when you can do it.
1: Um, Typically, there aren't any issues incorporating later. Um, From the beginning, it's always a good idea just from the liability standpoint to get that corporation going uh, prior to signing your lease with a landlord on a new construction. Um, You can always add in your lease a provision that allows transfer to a corporation once formed that's also okay. But I do like to see the corporations set up early on. It can make the accounting easier for the CPAs and um, you know, something that you typically don't want to do is set up a corporation right before you sell your business. Um, So earlier Um, on that, well um, it can pose some potential issues with uh, just with accounting Um, or if you own multiple offices and, and, you know, you don't have separate corporations set up or you set one up later, it it really comes down to an accounting nightmare.
0: Interesting. I didn't know that. Um, so as far as if they're ready to incorporate, what's the process? How do they go about actually incorporating their business?
1: Very good question. So, the process is pretty straightforward. Um, There are a series of documents that are filed, the first of which is the Articles of Incorporation, in which the dentist uh, decides on a name that contains at least that person's last name and a designation that complies with the dental rules, like Dental Corporation, Uh, DDS, Inc., etc. We Mm -hmm. file that document with the Secretary of State, and then typically within 10 days of filing that document, we receive back the approved articles. Once we have those approved articles, then we file for the EIN, which is the tax ID. Mm -hmm. Um, After that is done, which typically takes 24 hours, we prepare the Form 2553-S selection, assuming the dentist CPA agrees that that would be appropriate. Some of the larger dentists that have very high income thresholds sometimes elect C status, so they don't need to file that form, but it's been rare in my experience. Okay. Other, other documents that are generated in connection with the corporation would be the minutes and the bylaws and issuance of stock certificates. So mm-hmm. what my firm does is put together a notebook that, I, you know, contains all the salient documents for the doctor to have um, at his fingertips should he ever need them.
0: Gotcha. So, I mean, basically the, the only way to incorporate is through a lawyer.
1: It's really the for best dating. way. Okay. Because if you use some of the online companies, there will be some aspects of your corporation, being that you're a dentist, that are not in compliance with the dental rules, and mm-hmm. you want to be careful um, to make sure that it is set up properly by a dental attorney. Gotcha.
0: Are there if if you're in a situation where maybe you're um, in a partnership and that partnership isn't working out and they break things off? Um, is there any kind of corporation things that they should know in that situation um, when there's supposed to be major changes to owners of the practice or Um, just like a simple edit?
1: Can you be a little bit more specific? I'm not sure I'm clear on the question. Yeah. So if a,
0: if an office has say two doctors that are partners and they create a corporation together um, you know, a lot of times we see, not all the time, but unfortunately, a lot of the times we see partnerships that fail or, you know, they have a difference of what they want moving forward. The practice changes a little bit. One of the owners might exit and start their own practice and, you know, thus the the practice dynamic of the owners change.
1: Absolutely. So
0: changes or, or maybe they bring on a partner um, onto their corporation. Is that something where they would need to change the corporation?
1: So typically, um, when, we have, um, when we have dentists who choose to be shareholders in a corporation together versus being partners in a partnership, which are the two mm-hmm. uh, available options for dentists in California, um, if they're shareholders in a corporation, we would want each of them to take out life insurance on the other um, in the event something were to happen. But in the event, it's just a simple disagreement. We would prepare a buy-sell agreement that would require, you know, one shareholder to buy out the other shareholder in the event of the parties not wanting to work together anymore. And we would also include in the corporate documents the ability for additional shareholders to be admitted. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Um, Are there any other benefits, pitfalls, legal warnings, things that you've come across that might be helpful in in this uh, topic that might help some of my clients?
1: Um, Sure. Um, What I would say is that the the first uh, primary, I guess, advice that I would give to a dentist is talk to a dental attorney early on when you're considering engaging in any new type of Business venture uh, find out what corporate structure makes sense for you and your overall goals um, get in touch with your CPAs put your CPA in touch with your attorney and your lender and really um, there's a lot of detail that goes into planning the you know the corporation the structure and mm-hmm. it really involves um, speaking with an attorney to find out those personal goals so we can tailor the transaction to those goals. Very cool.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on today. This is really great information. Uh, Hopefully it helps some people. Thank you for having me on your show. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Please check the show notes if you'd like to contact Amy for help incorporating your own practice. And before you leave, as always, if you could leave us a review or better yet, share us with one of your dental friends. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.